It's another Tuesday evening and the dial is 97.3 City FM. If you're wondering what exactly is going on, well, I'll tell you. This is where we have the best technology conversations on Ghana Radio. This is City Trends. City Trends is sponsored by First National Bank, and we are so happy to have them on board as sponsors. Well, what do we have for you today? It's going to be a packed show full of great conversations. First of all, we are going to have a conversation about innovation. Yes, what exactly do you consider innovation and what will it be shaping in this brand new decade that we find ourselves? Today, we are going to be joined by Haim Gilad, who is an, who is an Israeli innovator with over 30 years of working experience, both in the private sector and in the public sector. So he brings along a very unique perspective about what exactly um, innovation means for those of you in the public sector and for those of you in the private sector as well and for anybody literally out there who is trying to figure out what exactly innovation will mean in this new decade this is the conversation you should be tuned into it's going to be fascinating i can promise you that well we have the segment as well in the show we have the training segment and we have the app segment as well very very great conversations coming up you can join us via our whatsapp line 0549986996 alternatively you can share a message on our twitter timeline or using our twitter handle um, and just send us a message on twitter basically using a hashtag c-i-t-i-t-r-e-n-d-s those are the ways you can get in touch with us send us a message and let us know what you're thinking but this is a show you'll be tuned into if you enjoy technology conversations. And when we come back, we're going to be hearing from Hayim Gilad as we talk about innovation notes for the next decade. Share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. Tweet at us using hashtag CityTrend. Well, it's another Tuesday evening on 97.3 City FM. And as you know, these are the times where we sit around the campfire and have conversations about technology and the growth of technology in Ghana, in Africa and across the world. Now, today I have a retiree in the studio. It's not very often we have someone who has retired from active service, but even after retirement, he's done so much more within the tech ecosystem. And it is a pleasure to have someone who has been very involved in his public service in terms of the tech ecosystem. And even in retirement, has done even much more sometimes when you consider what he's been able to put through. And it's such a pleasure to have you in the Thank studio, you. Haim um, Gilad. Thank you so much for joining us. So for people who have no idea who you are, if you can just give us an introduction of who you are. And, um, and then I can get busy yeah. with a few of the questions I have. Thank Thank you, Philip. It's really, really a pleasure being here. It's like, uh, thank you for giving me the, the opportunity to meet and to speak. Absolutely. And, uh, and to share some of my experience and passion and knowledge about uh, entrepreneurship. Mm. So, um, actually, I served most of uh, my, my career in the, ministry, in the Israeli Ministry of Defense. Mm. I'm Israeli. Mm. And uh, doing, uh, let's say, a high-tech uh, project in the, in the ministry. Uh, all my career in the ministry was leading uh, 
project like I did uh, uh, one fa- very famous one, the high energy laser project. Mm-hmm. It started like 25, 30 years ago with uh, Star Wars at the time and uh, and uh, it's it really was an amazing amazing project. Mm. And I um, retired from the Ministry of Defense after 23 years of service. It was like 15 years ago. Mm. And in the last 15 years, I am um, actually I'm doing my own companies, building my own companies mm. and, uh, and, uh, and leading them. I am, in most of the cases, I'm the first, the first CEO <laughs> uh, in those companies. Right. Uh, and it's like uh, the, all of the companies are vertically integrated companies, meaning mm. the basic technologies in the company. Mm. But what I'm what what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to uh, to find problems to solve. Right. So I'm not after the technology. I'm not mm. a te- technology gig. Mm. I am a, a problem searcher. Mm. Okay, and mm. I am solving those problems with with technology. That's mm. what I'm doing, and I'm doing. I did it in a variety of fields like. Uh, the first company I was involved the, uh, with was, the name of the company was Optigo, it's a well-known company in Israel. It was sold like after three years to IAI, which is the biggest company in Israel. It was like a, a Homeland Security uh, company. Mm. We, di- we had a few uh, solutions for a few problems uh, that we solved very nicely. Mm. The company didn't fundraise in even one dollar. It's wow. like uh, from the early start of the company, Gorgeous. it's like it was tenders from the from the government, from the Israeli government, from the U.S. government, from the Singaporean government. It was very very nice. Mm. It was a very nice bootstrapping. Mm. And then I did another company which was related to uh, uh, free space optic communication. It took me eight months and it was sold to BlackBerry, to wow. RIM at the time. Wow. And then I did another two, let's say, medtech company, not high-tech, mm. uh, solving problems mainly in India. Uh, as I said, I'm looking for problems, not for solutions. It's basically multicultural. Yes. Supremely multi-talented. Uh-huh. And you have this very unique perspective of coming from both a government perspective and also Absolutely. from a private sector perspective. Someone is listening at the moment, thinking of being an entrepreneur, being mm-hmm. a technology entrepreneur for that matter, using technology to solve problems. But one of the things that you said was, you look for problems to solve. Mm-hmm. I mean, how crucial is that as against the technology that actually helps people to solve the problem? So it's much more crucial. It's mm-hmm. like, a, it's like a, the technology by itself, it's deceptive. Mm. You will not do nothing with the, with the technology by itself. Mm. Okay, most of the companies, and I know a lot of them. I will, if I may allow to, to continue uh, t- telling my mm. my short history, mm. is like I think it's important uh, because it took me some time and experience to realize what is really important when mm. building companies, mm. uh, building startup companies. So beside that, my last company was a life science company. In the last eight years, I led a life science company, which mm. again, it's a technology company, but it's serving a, a major problem in taking care of cancer patients, okay? Uh, beside that, I am leading a philanthropic fund in Israel mm. called uh, the Mirage Foundation, okay. which is a fund that helps uh, companies, early stage companies and entrepreneurs what we are, um, what we are aiming to do is to to do a gateway to America for those entrepreneurs. Mm. 
teaching them this, the, the language of the, of the American business culture, okay? Sometimes we Israeli, Israelis are, are missing that. Mm. And we are doing a lot of networking for them. And things. So we are taking care of about 80 companies a year. Mm. So I'm screening around 400, 500 companies a year. That's a lot. Mm. And we learned our lesson. We learned how to look at companies and wh- what we need to do with them and what, how to build them. Mm. And uh, actually in the last few years, what I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm walking around the globe in Africa, in Eastern Europe, in South, uh, South America, with young entrepreneurs in areas like that, when, when you can, in a, sh- in, in a very short time, create uh, and put, uh, let's say, minimum effort in those people and create, create a big change. Right. And I'm trying to do that. That's actually the reason I am here in Ghana and, uh, and some other uh, countries in the neighborhood, mm. teaching, supporting, empowerment, empowerment, empowering the, the entrepreneurs, showing them how to do that. And the most important thing, when I'm coming to entrepreneurs and trying to educate them, not educate, to empower them, mm. I'm telling them, I have one question. What is the problem? What is really the problem that you are solving? Mm. The next question is going to be, what is the low-hanging fruit? Mm. And the third question is going to be, who is your customer? Mm. Okay. And then if I'm, if I'm getting a very, very precise answer for that, I can move on to the next to the next question. Mm. Who is the team? What is the technology? What is the IP? And so the, the technology the, comes in much later in the conversation. Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. And I'm connecting innovation, not only in technology. Innovation can be everywhere. Yeah. Okay? It doesn't, it doesn't have the solution. Mm. It has to be simple. Right. Don't go into complicated solutions. Mm. Do it in a simple way. Okay? Do, do you get the sense that a lot of the entrepreneurs that you meet, you talk to, you empower, sometimes take too long to realize how important that little note is? Yes, it, it takes time because we are all excited about technology. Mm. We are not excited about problems, right? That's interesting. And, and it has to be the opposite way. That's most of the startups will fail. Mm. And most of the startup will fail because of that. Because mm. they don't have a very, very precise, determined problem to solve. Mm. They don't realize, really realize, who is the customer. Mm. What is the low-hanging food? They are, you know, we all like the, the juicy foods that are up there in the, mm. in the tree. But leave it. Leave it to others. Take the food. Just eat it as soon as you and can. And survive. And survive. Mm. Okay? It's th- those kind of mistakes are very common mm. all around the globe. Mm. I'm trying to, to, uh, to empower those inter- entrepreneurs to change their mind. Mm. And look for the problems and not for the solutions. That's very interesting. Well, listen, you're still tuning in to 97.3 City FM. We are having a conversation with uh, Haim Gilad, um, basically a serial entrepreneur, basically doing things all over the world, solving problems all over the world. And we're trying to understand the, the place of, of innovation, the place of, of technology, and even the place of the work that actually goes into solving people's problems and i'm just trying to understand the mm. thinking around that a lot of entrepreneurs that i speak to talk about sometimes assistance or the help that is needed either from the government side or whichever one it is from where you sit having played in mm-hmm. in both scenarios how crucial is the government's involvement in building an enabling environment for technology entrepreneurs especially to be able to make you know headway 
I, I think it's a, it's a major question. And what, what you're asking, mm. and actually that's the major reason that I'm here in mm. Ghana. I think you are blessed to live here in, in Ghana mm. because your government is working on that. And, uh, mm. and, uh, and the meeting that we have uh, actually tomorrow, started a few, few weeks or months before I came here, is uh, bringing in, in the same room all those government officials that are, uh, uh, let's say, working around entrepreneurship and, and innovation. Mm. There are a few different officers here in Ghana that are taking care of the same issue, mm. okay? One of my major claim is uh, when building a company or building an ecosystem, not a company, an mm. ecosystem, yeah. is that innovation is a process. It's not an apple that fall on your head and now you know the solution for the, the light equations. bulb moment. Okay, that's not mm. the way. Okay, you need to 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 create a systematic approach of how to create innovation and how to empower innovation and how to bring innovation into entrepreneurship. Mm. Okay, it's a process. In this process, the government plays a crucial effort. Mm. Because the government needs to do some business for you. It's not only funding. I will come to funding. Mm. Okay, mm. it needs to do some to invite you know those uh, let's say uh, big companies from the U.S. or from Europe mm. to open an innovation lab here. Mm. Okay, mm. Uh, this is one thing. That mm. They uh, to build their incubator and accelerators here. Mm. Okay, it's like it's it's a lot of business that the comp- that the government is doing for you, and then there is a. Uh, Education, mm. you know, it's like you need to create uh, a ma- mass of of population here in the nation that are uh, going into technology. If you decide that innovation and technology goes together, it can be agriculture, for example. If the government decides that, uh, let's say, the the competitive advantage of Ghana is in agriculture, just for an example, do that. Mm. I'm not against it. Mm. I think Ghana de- made made a decision to go into more technology aspects and not agriculture. But le- assuming that's that's true, now you need to d- take care of your next generation. You know, it's like uh, to learn to teach more mathematics in high schools, uh, to 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 allow more women to mm. go into into high study on of technology. Mm. We spoke about it on our, our on our way here. Yeah. Okay. All those kind of education, it all all comes from the government. Grants for studying, mm. sending you know the young people, the, the those that are more talented, to to study outside of of Ghana in in other universities. So it's all around the talent side of uh, of building uh, innovation in Ghana. And then there is funding. Again, it's not only giving the money to the entrepreneur. That's a mistake, if you ask me. Don't just give the money the, the money or the the food for the entrepreneurs teach him how to hunt mm. teach teach him how to f- to fish mm. okay but not giving the fishes mm. okay and so, so there are a variety of ways to take care of it like a, uh, like a collaboration between um, between the private sector and the government sector mm. Let, let's say we have a system in uh, of incubators in israel that are uh, that are a joint venture between the government and uh, and the private, private sector, sector, where the government puts in only 15% of the budget, and the private sector is bring, putting in 85% of the of the budget. And still, the, when they send the tender, there is a big fight. Mm. Every company in Israel wants to, wants to, wants to win it. Yeah. Although they are putting 85% and the government is putting only 15%. Mm. Okay? So if, I, if I'm summarizing, I can speak like 
until tomorrow about it. <laughs> uh, there is so many to do. There is a lot to do by the government. It's mm. at the end, creating, and, and creating an ecosystem of innovation, a major part of it is a government responsibility. It will not happen only by us, right. the people. Right. Okay? We need the government to help us. Share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. Tweet at us using hashtag CityTrend. So First National Bank is basically asking you, why let your business settle for less when you can get a lot more with First National Bank? So go beyond banking with a digital partner that understands your business. Let your business bank the better way with a business account from First National Bank. Now, the First National Bank business account is more than just an account. It's a portal that gives you access to tools designed to propel your business. Now, this includes features like award-winning online banking enterprise, straightforward global payment solution, trade solutions, and merchant services. You can also choose an account that suits your particular sector, no matter what segment you're in, from agriculture to public sector, and everything else in between, Basically, First National Bank has you covered. Just visit firstnationalbank.com.gh and opt to have one of their consultants call you back or you can pop into any of their branches in Accra Mall, Junction Mall, Makola Mall, West Hills Mall, Achimota Mall, Tema Community 11, Gian Towers or their head office branch at the Accra Financial Center building. It is more than just business to you. It is more than just business to you. That is why we help, says First National Bank. Now, First National Bank is a subsidiary of the First Rand Group of South Africa. First National Bank, how can we help you? How, how important is failing uh, as a factor wow, it's within... A, wow. Because, I mean... You can't always get it right as a technology entrepreneur. You will fail. But then in failing, you need to have the space to be able to fail, learn from the failing, and grow from it to be able to build whatever it is that you want to build. So uh, from, I, from your experience, I, I, how, 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 do you, how do we create an environment that allows entrepreneurs or technology entrepreneurs to fail, learn from it, and grow bigger businesses? How do we do that? It's an excellent question. It's, uh, in, in some countries around the globe, it's mm. a big difference. If the population in this country, uh, let's say, admire failure mm. or not, if they're not, it's a big issue. Mm. Okay? They cannot create really, uh, really like uh, startups and innovation. It's so I have two answers for that. Okay. Okay? Okay. The first one is what really drives research, what really drives R&D, research and development, are failures. Think about it. Think about the philosophy of science. Mm. Okay, you you cannot just like uh, you know do your researches and be successful in every uh, every test that you're doing. First, it will not happen, and then if it if it will happen, that's it. You know the research is end. Yeah. So what really drive research is failures. Mm. Okay. So it's it needs to be in the basic of your mind, the basic of your education when you go to the new university and learn how to manage or to do research and, and development, failure is, is a major part, part of it, of it. okay? Mm. This is one thing. Mm. Second thing, I, I, I'm, I'm thanking you for giving me the opportunity. 
There is a very, very nice book written about Israel called The Startup Nation. Mm. I don't know if you're familiar with, the, with this book. It's a very, very famous book. It's a bestseller. Mm. And uh, it's a research that has been done in Israel, like I think 15 or 20 years ago, uh, with two researchers understanding why Israel is a startup nation. And they came out with three major factors for that, okay? My claim is every nation has those or other factors that if treated well by the government and by the people, they can drive innovation, Mm -hmm. okay, and and entrepreneurship. In Israel, the three major factors, the first one is the the never again effect. When we we say the never again, it's our Holocaust, Mm -hmm. okay? It's, 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 It's everywhere. It's like every boy and girl in Israel, even third generation for the Holocaust. I'm second generation for mm. the Holocaust. My my kids are third generation. Yeah. It's still on the back of their minds. Mm. It's in the government. When you uh, try to understand some of the uh, decisions that the government took, it comes from there. Mm. Okay, it's never a, a never again effect. I think a lot of the nations around in Africa has a never again effect. It can come from poverty, from from diseases, from wars. But there, it's it's there, okay? This is one thing. The second thing is the fact that every boy and girl in Israel goes to the army. Mm. It creates it creates like a equality between boys and girls mm. because every boy and girl is going to, to to the army, so they are equal. There is no differences between boys and girls, and uh, and they're getting like a huge responsibility at the age of eighteen. You know, holding like a, a, or driving a tank or driving an airplane or even being a technician in the lab, okay? But you're responsible for a weapon system in the very, very early stage of your life, mm. okay? It's, it creates the culture of, of moving and leading and doing that. The third major factor mm. is the fact that we admire failures. Mm. We have a saying in Hebrew that says, if you didn't fail, it means that you didn't do. Mm. You didn't do enough, mm. okay? You need to fail, mm. okay? So it's like, uh, it's part of our culture. We don't afraid to do that. We understand that failure is part of, part of the process, mm. okay? Don't fail the same thing again, again mm. and again. That's stupidity, mm. okay? Mm. But fa- 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 failures are have, okay. have the space to be able to do that. So yeah. I just want to just wrap up on that particular point. So yes. what it means is, in order for us to create an enabling environment for technology entrepreneurs, especially in Ghana, to thrive, we should have an appetite, at least for a certain level of failure, for of them to be able to thrive. Of course. You, ha- you have to have it. Uh, it's, again, it's a matter of education. It's, it's, it's understanding. It's like the failure is part of, the, of building your company or leading your, uh, your research and developing. It's failure uh, is, is a must. Hmm. Moving on to some of your successes as well, some of the things you've been able to do. Um, tell us some of the key lessons that you learned from selling off some of your um, your um, your babies, as it were, yeah, and so some of the some of the things that you picked up along the line. So uh, there are a few of them. Mm. I, I'm, I'm very happy to share. Mm. Uh, as I said, starting for the with the with the problem, okay. Mm. But you don't you don't just search for problems. They are coming. And searching for you, so it's like uh, this part is fairly yeah. Uh, then I think the, the second most important thing is the team. Mm. You you need to get in love. It's like uh, with your team. Uh, it's it's really love. Mm. It's not only partnership. It's much more than that. Mm. 
and you need to to love your partners you need to admire them you need to empower them and vice versa hmm. if if there is something wrong there you're going to fail that's for sure okay then you find that find the team or uh, or a board or an advisory board that will challenge you all the time hmm. like building a red team or something like that f- pick pick those those people that will always when you say black they will say white when you hmm. say when you say up they will say down hmm. and they will challenge you they will never accept what you're saying hmm. because when we think alike that's bad hmm. okay we need to argue we need to to search for our uh, for our for our mistakes okay and then uh i think what i think next to that is uh do the right structure of fundraising mm. it's like again don't don't just chase the money we all do that because <laughs> uh, because we, without the budget without the money you cannot do anything but a lot of the mistakes have been done there mm. okay it's like uh, taking money from the wrong people or the right structure or not the right structure going into you know an investor that put you like in a like in um, a, a long list of veto rights and things like that, that will definitely, again, you'll, you're, you're going to hit the wall sooner or, or later. So if you are c- creating an early stage company and now you're creating the company, go and do a CLA, you know, a convertible note or something like that. When you don't argue devaluation, when they give you only a loan and then you convert, those kind of... Uh, of uh, of funding schemes that are very common in uh, in early stage business that's what I'll do. yeah that's, that's, well i i, I don't but know about another thing another, right. may, may i may I another thing uh when i'm when i'm starting a company and even before i'm starting the company well we have so many other things to say <laughs> even even when i'm starting the company i'm approaching the one that will either write a check to buy my product or to buy the company Mm. I want to find who is this guy, a guy or a company, of course. Mm. I'm approaching them and asking them, what do you think about this idea, about this problem, about the process? If I will do that and that, would you buy the company? Mm. Okay, I'm doing that before I'm, I'm, I'm structuring the company. And another one th- thing I wanted to add is build your company in milestones, in, mm. in challenging milestones. Okay, it's like, and it should be, you know, something that you can see in your eyes let's say half a year a year max a big milestone okay that someone is ready to pay or you know you you hit uh, you ended your uh, you know your your prototype or something mm. like that okay something that will challenge you mm. too okay not only the gun shot wow I, I don't know about you at home or in your car or wherever you are i do hope you're picking up some of these gems of lessons for building businesses especially those ha- that have a technology focus um it's it, these are magic things i really hope you are you are picking up from there this is still 97.3 ctfm the show is city trends and um, we're having a very worthwhile conversation even as we wrap up the conversation looking ahead why is the african technology ecosystem so attractive to the world why is it is attractive yeah why is it so attractive what makes it so attractive i think i think i i think again first i'm i'm not sure that i i, I know the full answer for that but i will tell you what attracts me hmm. okay first the people hmm. uh you know i stepped into this building and i was hugging all over <laughs> yeah <right? laughs> 
and uh, and I was promised like shirts like from three four different people <laughs> so um, so uh, I, 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 I think it's not only in Ghana mm-hmm. I think it's it's all over it's mm-hmm. like people are very warm and and friendly and accepting and looking to learn that is one thing second thing I think it's a major thing is the fact that the GDP here per person per year is 4500 mm. okay it means that with uh, a small a very small effort you can create a big change Mm. We entrepreneurs, what are we looking for? Very small effort to create a big change, and Africa is the is the is the place to do that. Mm. Mm. As as you take leave of us, uh, any final words? I mean, for for entrepreneurs listening right now, for people who are in a certain situation where they want to start a mm-hmm. business, they want to go into a particular field, they're not really sure. Any final words for us? Yeah, I think I think uh, the most important thing is uh, don't be afraid. Hmm. Okay, go and do that. Okay, there is a, a, a nice video that I am sharing with uh, when I'm doing uh, a presentation. I am starting with that. Hmm. It's like uh, it's um, don't be afraid. It's like it's a very nice. It's a commercial hmm. for someone, hmm. but it, it demonstrates very well uh, what stops us each one of us as an individual what really stops us is the fear mm. okay we are afraid of something not only to fail yeah. don't be don't be it's like it's just try don't don't waste your time and reach 40 or 50 or 60 and then look look backwards and see wow i missed it i'm so sorry that i did it mm. go and do that It's now time for the Your Tech segment where you reach out to us and let us know some of the issues you're having with the tech around you and we try to find out some of the solutions that we have for you. And guess who is here with us? It's Ellen. Ellen is here to give us um, our Your Tech for the week. Ellen, take it away. So I received, uh, I think, one or two calls from people. I think one that really caught my attention was that of John. John from Medina. And he has... A peculiar problem with his laptop so let's listen to what he has i was working with the machine on a project and uh, all of a sudden it went off i really don't know what happened i don't know if it was a software issue or the hard day so i don't know so it went off so i decided to try to fix it try to do something about it so initially i took the screen out then replaced it with a different one but the issue was still persisting it was still not working so i i thought that the issue wasn't with the screen so i had to work on the keyboard to use an extender one but there was no change and so i tried with the hard decks i took my brother's machine replaced my Hard disk with his, then also powered the machine, and nothing worked. But the hard disk I, I replaced what was already working before I placed it inside. So I thought that probably the issue is with the machine. So I decided to put the hard disk also in my brother's machine to check if it was going to work. What happened was that that was the blue screen I had. So um, the information that was given, I tried to follow it. When you check the blue screen, 
the instructions i tried to follow i went to the command prompt i, I went to youtube and also follow the command prompt so with youtube and command prompt try to fix it but they still don't work and i got to a point i didn't want to press on so that probably i might damage everything all, all together trying to fix it so i decided to um, hold on to it and i think one other thing i also did was to clean the board itself to check if the issue was with the board because sometimes you know that can affect the function of the machine so i cleaned it and um and tried to pipe it to see if it was going to work but the, the situation continued to remain the same basically that's what is wrong with the machine when i power it you can see the light active the power button active um you can see some you can hear the noise uh, a little bit of noise from the machine uh, so i i feel i i feel that the machine is working inside but the the windows doesn't work and everything is not working so we just heard john's problem he goes on to talk about how he's not able to retrieve his documents and well he seems very concerned but Luckily, our experts, our in-house experts, have solutions for him. So let's take a listen to that as well. Your best solution is to slave your hard drive to a different computer by USB and copy all your data. Cross-check and make sure you have all your data intact. When you are comfortable with the data retrieved, you can format the hard drive and install it in the old computer or laptop and reinstall your Windows operating system. So there you go, John. Um, I hope this solution helps but i would just advise that if you should find a problem with your laptop and you don't know how to go about it it's best to call someone or find out from an expert as the first time solution instead of going through all the processes you went through and uh, you can follow me on twitter it's at eadapa the handle is at eadapa so follow me get in touch with your problems whatever issues you have with your gadgets just get in touch well i hope that was beneficial to you let's get now into the app segment and jeffrey oriku sapong is here with the app segments walking us through some of those mobile applications that will hopefully make your phone or your yeah your cell phone your smartphone a little bit more useful than just lying around staring into space <laughs> hello so um, today, I'm bringing you something for those of you who can't stop looking on your phone screen. Um, it's an Android app. It's called Unlock Clock. Now, this app, all it does is calculate the number of times you switch on. You press the standby button for your phone screen to come on. Now, when you install it, it's not an app that you can say go every time to check it replaces your um, screensaver. So as soon as you press the standby button and your screen switches on, it tells you you switched on your screen 25 times, 26 times, 150 times, whichever one it is. This is to tell you that, Opana, you're using your phone too much. Be careful. It's an Android app. That's all it does. It tells you how many times you've been using your phone. And it's from Google. And so what basically this means is just trying to sort of help you to keep tabs on your digital life almost. Exactly. Exactly. That's what it does. So um, when you do it, you change your screensaver to this one, to the app, what the app will, the interface that the app will give you. And that is what would be your screensaver from that moment on. And then you move on with it. So if you think you're doing it too much, if you look on your screen and your phone tells you that you've, 
used you've switched it on for maybe 50 times and you feel that it's too much consciously that will help you to tell yourself that okay for the next maybe two hours i'm not going to touch my phone so that's our app for today it's called unlock clock it's an android um, app you can find it on the play store and it's for free that's a good thing unlock clock u-n-l-o-c-k space c-l-o-c-k unlock clock it's from the google creative lab um so that's all for the app segment just follow me on twitter my handle is at oj sapon follow me my dm is always open if you have any app that you want me to talk about send me a dm let's talk from there and that's it. We're jumping out to the trending segment of the show with Mr. Andrew. Yeah. Let's look at the biggest, some of the biggest stories trending in the tech ecosystem. Mm. So we started with Facebook. So I think somewhere last year, Facebook, where there were issues around people complaining about how their data, data is being used mm. on Facebook by other sites. Mm. So finally, Facebook has given us, given us a button where you can decide how your data is being used. And it's mm. right in your menu, in your menu, in your Facebook profile. So you can actually delete all your data from Facebook. But then it will actually affect other sites. Like if you're on Spotify, it will affect you. have to re-log in back. It's just so you actually control your data. Mm. You know where your data is being used and all of those. Mm. So that's it from Facebook. But that's a very interesting conundrum to place people in. Because, I mean, it's kind of cumbersome trying to remember all your passwords from all these websites. Yes, you can use stuff like LastPass and you can use... Um, on Apple, you can use um, your key, whatever. But it's kind of difficult trying to remember. And it's mm. just so much easier when you use your Facebook credentials to mm. just sign on or sign into all these other platforms. Yeah. So it's it's a very weird situation to be put in as a mm. consumer. But I can understand why some people might want to just completely wipe, wipe their data. And especially to this data also does with advertising. Mm. So how you are being targeted. So yeah. how advertisers get to know. So you like your search history and all of those. But I've always wondered, like, wouldn't you prefer to have adverts that are curated for you being sent for you as against yeah. everybody just flooding you yeah. with adverts? I don't know how... I, I don't know More how I feel. Yeah, I, I will prefer personalized ads as against people just dumping all manner Everything. of ads on me, you know? Yeah. Especially things I'm totally not interested in. But... Uh, anyway, but thank you, Facebook, for giving <laughs> yeah. us... Even though I, I have this funny feeling and I could be wrong but most of this data still is being yeah, kept it's, it's not completely wiped out but we'll leave yeah. that to facebook's conscience to figure out so let, let's come let's come to ghana now mm. so the ghana interbank payment settlement systems gibbs gibbs mm. will be launching the qr code oh a, a universal one right. which is going to allow everybody make payment with it so nice. you, you don't so i i think as of now if you bank with, let's say, Zenit, mm-hmm. you can only use QR codes from Zenit to make payment mm-hmm. and then receive money. Mm-hmm. But with this code, you can receive money from any bank. Mm-hmm. So if I bank with Zenit and I'm going to make a transaction, I don't need a Zenit QR code to mm-hmm. make that transaction. Mm-hmm. So I can just use this code and then mm-hmm. voila. Are, the, are there any dates attached to when this will be released? So this, this is supposed to come out in March 2020. So this March will be out this month. So QR code, in case you're not aware, it's quick response code. Basically just makes a lot of things much easier because of the scanning and how quickly it brings up the information. But it's it's nice to know that by March, you should be able to access payments across a multitude of banks without necessarily having the bank itself generated for you. But then it's 
kudos to Gibbs. I think we will we, we have a feel from uh, with mobile money interoperability. Right. When they introduced was really right. good. Now you can just make payments. Except when the network is down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I yeah. think I think it's really really cool. It will be nice to see how it will be rolled out Definitely. and how the adoption will be because I think that, that the adoption is the most important thing. Definitely. So, to our last story for the week, mm. we go straight to Nigeria. So, ah. Nigeria has a very active commercial motorcycle space. And it's full of a lot of startups, mm. huge money pumping in there. And then, just this week, the Lagos State has brought up a ban on all commercial activities that has to do with motorcycles. What? Yes. Because Okadas are like the biggest mode the of biggest, transportation in yes. Nigeria. And there's a ban on it in Lagos State and some other states. So startups like O-Ride, Okada, Max. Your business is gone. Is there one? It's gone. Wait, sorry. I mean, why? Was there a reason given? Uh, so I, I've not digged into the reasons directly, but then I think it has to do with safety. Mostly has to do with safety mm. and all of those. Mm. But it, it's just it, it's just sad. Seriously, well, I think we had a conversation on the show that we we're looking forward to, like. We have such startups come in here mm-hmm. to Ghana and then mm-hmm. probably have have uh, a more regulated. Yes, more regulated. It would be, be nice to find out exactly the reasons behind this because mm-hmm. I mean Nigeria and Okada are like synonymous almost, and it's I, I it would be really really good to find out why. I mean, aside the safety issues, clearly we all know that, but I mean it seems like a very very efficient means of transportation yeah. and all it needs is just some level of regulation and i think that's what's probably missing but uh, sorry to you guys in nigeria with startups having to do with motorcycle delivery and transportation but i mean that's just what it is I, 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 where do they even move on from here <laughs> it, it, it's very sad it's very sad because i think last year there, there are a lot of investment yeah. just in that space yeah. and then i think it's often a lot of employment opportunities as well exactly and then they are all just well unfortunately we have to end this segment on this very sad note um but you can get in touch with mr the entry you can get in touch with mr entry via yeah on twitter or entry so yes you can get in touch with him um if there are any stories you want us to look into if there are any stories um within the local space that you would want us to follow up as well or there are any tech events happening remember that we'll always be there as well to get a sense of what's going on well that will be all for that segment and um that will be all for today's show it's been a pleasure coming your way and a big thank you to first national bank for sponsoring the show thank you so much for making time to join us on the show a big thank you to the rest of the team as well but until next week stay techy Hey!